Okay, good evening, gentlemen. A Freilich and Chanukah. Freilich and Chanukah on a good Nair of Shabbos. Lovely to get together here with everyone. Nair Risha and the Chanukah. The night of Chafei Kislev, which is also our Thursday night. Chumash and Shalans. Chumash, Shalans, and Chanukah Shir this week. And um, <clears throat> we've been very active, as we have in these past few weeks and months. Akash Baruch should, should continue to give Siyat Hashemai to be active and uh, be continuing to grow and push ourselves in our turn, our tefillah, and to continue to hear good news, good news, and, we, and only good news and good tidings. Akash Baruch should watch over all the Yidin, the Chomakim Shehem, our brothers and sisters, wherever they are, um, <clears throat> on the front lines in Erso, on the front lines here, the base Medrash, and, and um, return all the Shavuye Cherev back home safely and soundly and swiftly, peacefully, very, very, very soon. <clears throat> so we begin Shabbos and we begin Hanukkah tonight, um, the same evening. And we're going to start with Parshas Vayeshev, which we have. Um, it's a bit rare to have Vayeshev Shabbos Hanukkah, but it's not unheard of. But it was very rare that this is the only Shabbos Hanukkah this year. Miketz, which is usually always Shabbos Hanukkah, gets knocked out. Knocked out of Hanukkah. It's going to be Maitzoy Hanukkah. We're going to hear a Haftar that we that we rarely hear. We hardly ever get to hear the Haftar for Hanukkah. It's almost oh, I'm for for Miketz rather. It's almost always Hanukkah. And this year Vayesha is going to get the the Hanukkah Haftar, and Miketz is going to get the Miketz Haftar. And being that we're going into Vayeshev, we're starting Hanukkah. But start with Vayeshev and see if we can come back to Hanukkah. Maybe come back to Vayeshev. Let's begin with beginning over here. Vayeshev Yaakov be'eretz Megure of be'eretz Kanan. Yaakov dwelled in the land where his fathers dwelled, in the land of Canaan. Vayeshev. And Rashi brings down a number of pshatim over here on this Vayeshev. The Torah is emphasizing Vayeshev Yaakov, that Yaakov dwelled, seems to be unnecessary, seems to be an extra wasted pasuk over here. That just that We know where Yaakov, Yaakov is presumably wherever he ended off last week's parsha. he's still there. But we could just go to the next pasuk. What's the next pasuk? Eilat told us Yaakov Yosef. That's the next pasuk. Eilat told us Yaakov Yosef is the very next pasuk. So this is where the parsha begins. The story of Yosef, the story of Yaakov Yosef, the story of the brothers and the Shvatim, their animosity, and all the travails that happened thereupon. The first pasuk seems to be redundant, and Rashi picks up on this. Rashi says a number of things over here. The second shot that Rashi brings down is that Yaakov indeed is looking backwards to the end of Vayishlach, and Yaakov sees what we see in the end of Vayishlach, which is a whole aliyah, a whole aliyah, the whole shavi of Vayishlach is all about the house of Esav, and the children of Esav, the Esav full of Zima, Esav full of Mamzerus, Esav full of Rad, Rishos, Yaakov, you know, wants to know, how, how am I going to deal with all these, all the all the evil, all the Koyach Arav, Esav, that we reassure Yaakov with by the Vayesh of Yaakov, maybe we'll get there, that's the second half of Rashi, but let's look first at the, at the um, the first half of Rashi. And Rashi tells us um, something very interesting. It's actually not... Okay, this is technically speaking... If this first half is not first in the order of how, how Rashi um, develops his parish over here. But uh, it's a pshat that Rashi, in fact, doesn't bring down to the next Pasuk, but it's a pshat in the Vayeshev. Let's see. A well-known pshat, well-known mentors that Rashi brings down. Again, why does the Torah have to tell us Vayeshev Yaakov, Beretz Megure, of Yaakov dwelled in the land of his fathers? Why does the Torah have to tell us this? 
So let's look at what Rashi brings down. V'oid Nidrash Boy says Rashi, after Rashi tells us Vayesh of Yaakov is that Yaakov's looking around. Well, let's read that also since we brought that up. Let's read that inside, then we'll cut to the, the next chat, which we're going to dwell on first. But let's start over here. So there was a, a fellow who, um, who uh, had all these camels loaded up with flax and cotton. And there was a guy, a blacksmith. A blacksmith, he sees these camels coming down this narrow alleyway in the shuk. These camels are loaded with, with these major, major, the hekalach of, of flax. Where is it all going to go? There's no room for this. It's too narrow. This alleyway is too narrow over here. So there's a clever fellow that told him, Do you want to know how to, how to make sure all these camels and all their flax is going to fit over here? You're the solution. cool. I just banged your hammer. A spark will come out. All you need is one spark on the straw that's on all the camel's backs over here it's all going to go up in flames it looks much scarier than it is it looks bulkier than it is it looks more intimidating it is all needs is one spark from your from your hammer and anvil to set the whole thing aflame so as we said Yaakov looks back at the end of Ayishlach he sees all the chiefs all the princes all the shalshalis of the uh, the 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 uh, the nachas so to speak of the house of Esav Yaakov looks at all the Esav and all the Alufim. He says, it's, it's, you know, my job is to, is to get rid of all that wrath, get rid of all this evil. How am I supposed to do it? How on earth am I supposed to stand up to all the, 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 the um, told us the evil that Esav is producing over here? So we tell Yaakov the following. Edel told us Yaakov Yosef. Yaakov Yosef so Vayeshev Yaakov, Rashi says, according to this chat, is Yaakov is, Vayeshev is interesting, like Rashi doesn't tell us what to do in the end of the day with the Vayeshev, because Rashi jumps now to told us Yaakov Yosef, that how is Yaakov going to deal with Esav through Yosef? Um, and it's, Vayeshev Yaakov, Esav, Yosef, Lahav, Esav, Lakash, it shall be the house of Esav, Yaakov is fire, the house of Yosef is a, is a flame, and the house of Esav shall be straw. Nitzat Yotem Yosef, Shemechal, Vasarif, Askulam, all it takes is one spark that's going to come out from Yosef that's going to incinerate all the straw. Okay, so what happened to the Pesach of Ayesha Yaakov? The Rashi doesn't tell us. At the end of the day, what are we doing with Ayesha Yaakov? The Rashi came to address this extraneous, superfluous Pesach over here. Ayesha Yaakov, Eretz Magure Aviv, Yaakov is dwelling in the land of his fathers. The Rashi tells the connection between Eilat told Yaakov Yosef and the end of the previous Pesach. What about this Pesach of Ayesha Yaakov? That, that's the extra Pesach. That's the unnecessary Pesach over here. What, what's the Pshat in Vayeshev Yaakov? Teretz is, what Rashi means to say is Vayeshev Yaakov can sometimes mean, y- y- Yeshiva means to, to plant yourself, to plant yourself. And in Rashi's first Pshat, the planting is almost a lesson of, of, of panicking. Yaakov is almost panicked and paralyzed. He's stuck in one place. Vayeshev Yaakov, he's stuck. He's stuck. He doesn't know what to do because he sees all the, 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 the threat and the might, and the and the the the, the doros of Esav just piling up and amassing over here. What am I supposed to do with all this? Vayeshev Yaakov. Yaakov says, "And I'm immobilized. I'm immobilized. All those troops are mobilizing. I'm I'm immobilized. I'm 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 stuck over here." Vayeshev Yaakov. And we tell him in the very next pasuk, "There's no need to be immobilized to be panicked." Ela told us Yaakov Yosef. 
You know how you're going to combat all those people through Yosef. Okay, that that's that's already a well-known idea. At least I mean, we're we're bringing it back into the Vayeshev part of it. But um, the fact that y- Yaakov is the fire and Yosef is the flame, and Esav is the straw, that that's well known. And and there's a question I think that always bothers us when we hear this Chazal. You know, Chazal say that yes, Yaakov and Yosef have to work together to defeat Esav, because Yaakov is the flame, is the Esav, and Yosef is the Lahava. Yaakov is the fire and Yosef is the flame. What's the difference? That's the difference. That's exactly right. That's what we have to ask. And that's, I think, it's something that always bothers us. Whenever we hear this Chazal, we kind of just say, oh, I guess just, you know, one of these Chazals you have to accept. And Chazal say this, and everyone knows this, so, yes, Chazal say that the Eish without the Lahava can't really go anywhere, can't do anything. What does it mean? What, what is the fire, and what's the flame, and what's the Yaakov without the Yosef, and why is the Yosef the, 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 that which now is able to make Yaakov effective? I mean, if Eish and Lahava, again, we translate that as fire and flame. Fire and flame. What exactly is the difference? That's, that's the right question. And, and this is something, again, when we hear these chazals, it should bother us, and we're used to just kind of dismissing it because everyone knows this chazal. This chazal is so often quoted, so chazal definitely knew what they were talking about. Okay, so we just accept it, right? But no, let, let's ask that as our opening question. What, what tack is the difference between the Eish and the Lahava? What, what's the fire and what's the flame and why is it that the fire depends on the flame to be effective against Esau? Let's leave that on, on, on hold. And let's look now at the other pshat that Rashi brings down. Rashi, at the end of Pasuk Beis, brings down another pshat. Says Rashi, and this is also pretty well known. Void Midrashvay, another another drush, another pshat that Chazal gives us in the opening Pasuk of Ayeshev Yaakov Be'ertz Megurei Aviv. Yaakov dwelled in the land of his fathers, the land where his fathers dwelled. So another pshat is like this. Says... Rashi, Vaynujboy, Vayeshev, Bikesh Yaakov, Leshev Bishalva. Yaakov Avinu wanted to dwell in Shalva. Anyone ever heard this chat before? Yaakov at this point in his life said, No, Shine Shine Sight, man, it's time for me to what? To relax a little bit. Time to time to relax. Shalva, time for Shalva. What does Shalva mean, Rabbi Say? Serenity. serenity, good, nice, serenity. It's time for a little... Lack of troubles. R&R in a B&B, right? Time for a little, time for a little, uh, time for relaxation. And he's been through so much, Yaakov, right? I mean, you know, he's had it pretty rough for the last three parshias. That's what Yaakov is saying. He's saying, listen, says Yaakov, I've gone through Toldus, I've gone through Vayetze, I've gone through Vayishlach, it's time for a Vayeshev. That's what Yaakov is saying. Toldus... And I'm fighting with that, yeah, with Esav and running away from Esav. I have to pretend to be someone who I'm not. I have to trick my father. Make these, uh, make these negotiations with Esav. By Yitzhak, I have to spend the whole parsha dealing with Lavan. By Yishlach, I have to deal with, with Esav again and with, with Dina. And all kinds of things going on in Vayishlach. So Yaakov now wants to sit in serenity and tranquility. Oymer Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So what does say? So everyone knows the next part of this, right? But not enough that tzaddikim have, you know, so much waiting for them. They also want shalva in this world. They want shalva here too. And Rashi doesn't. Uh oh. What moment, Rabbi? I see the recorder stopped momentarily over here. Okay, Baruch Hashem, the recorder is back in action. We only missed about two or three seconds. 
Okay, so, uh, so where were we? Where were, okay, well, let's ask some questions over here. First of all, so, um, so um, was Yaakov making a mistake? Sounds like from Rashi, ya- Yaakov made a mistake. Meaning, Yaakov, Vikesh Yaakov Leishev Shalva. Yaakov wants to sit in the Shalva. And it seems to get a Kosh Baruch upset, right? Rebun Shem says back, You want, you want Shalva over here? You have Shalva Noilam Haba. So, what was Taki Yaakov thinking? Yaakov disagrees with this? In other words, let's ask the question, question differently. Let's step sideways for a moment. There's clearly what we would call a, a vikuach. There's a vikuach, a debate here between Hashem and Yaakov. Yaakov wants one thing, and Hashem is saying, you're making a mistake. No, it's this way, not that way. And there, there, there seems to be consequences. What's Yaakov's mistake? Yaakov, Avinu, Heilige, Yaakov, the Zaydi Yaakov is making a mistake that what Yaakov thinks that he disagrees with Hashem about Elam Haba, he disagrees with what the world is really all about. He thinks the world is all about what Yaakov wants to go fishing now for the rest of his life. That's it. I'm done. Shalva. Everyone has their own idea of what Shalva is, right? Nersil Shalva is, 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 is puffed wheat. Everyone has their own idea of what Shalva is. There's all the different Musagim over there. Um, but uh, whatever, whether, whether it's going on a fishing trip, whether it's going to, you know, play golf or, or, um, or uh, you know, do woodworking in his, in his, in his uh, garage, he wants Shalva and Hashem says, no, Shalva's waiting for you to know them have all. What was Yaakov thinking? What's Yaakov's position over here? This is a valid question. We're allowed to ask this, and we need to ask this. What was Yaakov's? He made a mistake. Hashem saying you're making a mistake. Yaakov indeed made such a mistake, and and being confused about like what what the objective of life is, and and, and where um, where the ultimate tackless is. That's the first question. What was Yaakov thinking? What's Yaakov's mahalach over here? Second of all, let's ask another question. This is a question just on, on the lashon over here. This lashon of shalva is funny. This is Chazal's lashon. This is what Rashi brings down. Because Yaakov leishev b'shalva. Where do you find that lashon of shalva? Normally, someone says, "I want to take it easy." What, what, what would we expect to see over here? What lashon would we expect to see? Shalom. Shalom. I agree. I agree completely. I agree with Madcha. Because Yaakov leishev b'shalom. Yaakov wants shalom. A little bit of shalom. He's had so much tsaris. We said, "What's the absolute tsaris?" Shalom. Right. That's what Rashi should say. Shalom. And that's what Rashi says this interesting lashon of Shalva. And that also needs to be examined over here and, and understood. Why Shalva as opposed to Shalom? A lashon we don't normally find. And really we can ask that even more sharply. What is indeed the difference between Shalom and Shalva? We hear those sometimes packaged together. Shalom v'shalva. Shalom v'shalva. Shalva v'shalom. What is Shalom and what is Shalva? And why is it the Yaakov wants Shalva and not Shalva? So clearly something is going on over here. All these questions are converging on, on something that Yaakov does have some kind of mahaluk. Something is up. Yaakov is not just looking to take it easy, obviously. But they're talking about, hey, look at Yaakov Saba, the Zaydi Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu, the Bechir Shaba Avis. He was the highest of all three Avis. He's the one whose face is on the Kisei covered. So to say that he just wants to take it easy is strange. And to say that that's what God Hashem upset is odd. That's what Rashi does seem to say. But again, what, what also another oddity that, that we're picking up on is that Yaakov wants something called Shalva and not something called Shalom. So what, what is this Shalva that Yaakov wants? Why is it wrong that he wants it? And what is Shalva supposed to Shalom? And let's again point out that Rashi never says... Okay, so um, let's try to make sense of what's going on over here. Let's start 
with Shalom and Shabbat. I think that's the right place to start. Yaakov clearly, again, it, 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 it's, it's self-evident that um, with, without our questions, even without our questions, certainly with our questions, that to learn this Rashi with simplicity, that Yaakov wants to take it easy. It's time for Yaakov to go fishing now. It's time for Yaakov to retire, right? If Ayeshev is saying Yaakov wants to retire now, it's obvious, it goes without saying, that that can't be the Pshat and Rashi. Tzadikim don't have a retirement plan, right? There's no such thing. When was the last time you heard, we heard, any of us heard, but a Godel Ador retiring? The, the Mishnah says that, that the Tamidi Chacham, as they get older, they, they, they increase in their wisdom, they increrease in their ability to connect to others. Shmuel Kamenetsky is all Gazunzain and Stark, Rabbi Said. Because Baruch should give him Eitz of Vesayshia, Chachma Bina Vidas, and Kayach and Gazun until 120. I, I saw Rabbi Shmuel last week by the Philadelphia Yeshiva dinner. He's Bli Ein Haro. Bli Ein Haro. What, what he's still doing. Kosh Baruch Hu again give him Kayach and Siyat Shmaya to continue B'yeser Seis B'yeser Oz but that's a Godel Adar that's a Tzadik Tzadikim don't retire last time we heard of a Rosh Hashiva deciding that's it I'm handing the Yeshiva over to someone else I just want to go through like Talmud Yushami now you know I want to learn Yushami V'yin I want to learn the rest of Shas you know I learned something more than the first six blot in the three in in the Babas and Yavamas and Tzubas I see the rest of those Masechtas too Right? No, we don't hear that these things, right? Rosh Yeshiva, G'day they don't retire. They don't retire. It's a, it's a job for life. Yaakov Avinu is not retiring. It's because Yaakov Leishev Veshalva doesn't mean he's looking to retire. He's not looking for a retirement plan. So what does it mean? So obviously the, the, the answer to that must lie at the answer to the other question we asked. What's Shalom as opposed to Shalva? And what's Shalva as opposed to Shalom? He wants Shalva, something called Shalva. So we're going to explore together now is um well before that okay we're, we're heading to something but, but let's try to first just just explain the difference between shalom and shalva and shalom and shalva we find those two terms side by side in shimon Esrei, shabbos afternoon shabbos by mincha we say shalom v'shalva something of shalom and of shalva and the svarim hakadoshim Bianca Vemden and others tell us that Alpi Soid, Shalom and Shalva are two different kaiches, two different meters of Hashem, you could say, which we emulate as well, that go hand in hand, but two different ones. Shalom, he says, is the meter that's associated with the concept of, of let's call it, um, concept that's called Yesoid that ties in very much with with um, with um, the notion of Brismila and that's Shalom right? Shalom Shalom and Shalva Shalva is is um, the idea of of, of uh, we could call it the Kayach of 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 um, the finishing touch, on on um, well, let's work with brismila. Let's say this in terms of brismila. Brismila. There's two stages. There's two stages as well to um, receiving from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. There is um, a mita of shalom and a mita of shalva. Shalom, 
we know elsewhere Chazal talk about Shalom being um, a Kli Machzik Bracha. We've heard this term before. The Nasati Shalom Ba'aretz. We have in uh, in Parshas B'chukaisai the brachas before Chasisham, before the Teichah, before the Klalas. Hashem says, V'nasati shalom ba'aretz, I'm going to give peace to the land. And Rashi says, why is that the first bracha, V'nasati shalom ba'aretz? Rashi says, shalom, what's shalom, what's peace? Peace is a kli that's machzik bracha. Shalom is a receptacle. It's a container that can contain bracha, that can hold bracha, that can, that can receive. It's the ability to receive. So this is what Yesoid is as well, the idea of Yesoid, which goes together with bris, which goes together with shalom. That's why we see also we hear, they're all synonyms of one another. Bris, shalom, yesoid, kli. It's a kli that's machzik of bracha. Now, let's say we had a full do- bottle of A&W on the table, which we probably did about a half hour ago. Let's say even better, we had a full bottle of Dr. Pepper on the table. Let's say we had Dr. Pepper on tap. One day we will. Dr. Sure. Pepper on tap. So you have all the bracha in the world, but if you don't have a kli... You can't do anything with that bracha. You just have to watch the Dr. Pepper spill all over the floor. Shalom is a kli. Shalom means I'm now equipped to receive everything that Hashem has to give me. That's what shalom is. Shalom is um, everything in this world being masudr, being worked out. Everything organized and structured, everything in the right place. And now we can receive all of Hashem's bracha. When everything is in disarray, we can't receive anything. We, we, we can't, there's, when there's no structure, we can't receive. To receive anything from anyone, we're not walking around with physical uh, containers to receive, um, you know, the brach. The, 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 the we need a better mush, I think, to understand what shalom means in terms of shalom being a kli. Shalom is the idea, again, of everything being organized, everything being structured, everything being masudr. That's what allows us to receive brach. And that's the media of Shalom. So, Lamashal, we, we come into a shirum. We want to be makabal from a Rebbe. If, 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 if the shirum is disorganized, if the bachrim in the room are disorganized, if, if I'm in a disorganized state of mind, when? When we're all scattered and sefloigen and all over the place and disorganized, we can't be makabal anything. The Rebbe's unable to teach, he's unable to give over. And I can't process, I can't assemble information if I myself am scattered, if I, my head is scattered, if I'm all over the place, if the room is all over the place, we can't receive anything, we can't, we can't be macabre anything. If the world is in, in chaos, if the world is scattered, if there's strife, if, you know, this country doesn't know where they're supposed to be, that country doesn't know where this country's trying to take over that one, these people are fleeing, these people are, 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 um, are, um, uh, what's it called? Um, refugees. No one can receive anything if everything is scattered and disarray and disorganized. Shalom is the meter of everything being masudr, organized, structured, and that gives us a clear framework to receive bracha. Shalva is now bringing down the maximum bracha possible. That's what shalva is. Shalva is the idea, shalva is the counterpart. We could call it malchus that goes together with the yesoid. We could call it the bracha that goes together with the kli that's maxik bracha. Shalva is bringing everything down from Shemai. That's what Shalva is. That goes together with Shalom. Yaakov Avinu wants to sit the Shalva. And here we're going to invoke now Sfasemis. Sfasemis has a fascinating idea. What does it mean, Bikish Yaakov Leishe Vishalva? Yaakov wants to retire. He wants to take it easy. He wants, to, he, wants to, he wants some time off. Of course not. He's not looking to retire. 
but he wants Shalva, Yaakov, to the contrary. Being that Yaakov is the Bechir Shabbos, being that he is on the highest Madrega, being that his countenance, his face is the one that's etched into the Kisah Kavad, he is in touch with the highest form of Bracha. Yaakov Inu is, is there by the Kisah Kavad. Vayeshev Yaakov Eretz Mugurei Aviv, he finally comes back to Eretz Yisrael. And he's finally back after having dealt with Esav, and after having dealt with Lavan, and after having dealt with Shechem, and Dino, and Chamor. Vayeshev Yaakov, Yaakov says, okay, now it's time to bring all the Bracha down. I'm here in Eretz Yisrael. I went through all these, you know, Nisyoinus, and I was Matzliach. Now it's time to bring down Shalva. Vikesh Yaakov Leishev B'Shalva, he wants to bring down all the Bracha. He wants to bring it all down here. Rebbeinu says back, Yaakov, it's not the right time for that. What's Hakadosh Baruch Hu's response? Your shalva is there in Olam Haba. Says this fast MS, Yaakov Avinu is making a mistake. He wants to bring shalva down over here, but his mistake is he's too high. He's too exalted. He's too uplifted. He's too lofty. If you're up there on the Kisei Akavid. Yaakov Avinu, yes, is the, is the third of the Avas, and he rounds out the Avas, but he's the highest of the Avas, and he makes it the highest, he makes it to a level of Shlemus that the other Avas do not. Avram Yitzchak do not make it to the level of Shlemus that Yaakov Avinu did. And Yaakov Avinu, due to his heights, he's all the way up there in the Kisei covered. where's his Shalva? It's in Oilam Haba. Yaakov Avinu's Shalva is in Oilam Haba. That's what Akash Baruch was saying. You're, 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 you're above this world. You're above Olam Hazeh. You can't bring the Shalva into Olam Hazeh. That's what HaKadosh Baruch is saying back. That's not your job. Your job is, yes, to be the, the, the final step in the Avis, the one that puts the Avis together, that is able to escape the bonds of Teva. We know we're told the Yaakov Avinu, carry me Yamav, as opposed to Yosef, who had Nisyoinus, and everyone that goes, and, and Yehuda, Yaakov Avinu is Lamalim and Teva. He's Lamalim Anateva, that's the Madrig that he reaches. And Yaakov, as a result of him being Lamalim Anateva, he's so high, he wants to bring that bracha down here. He wants to bring the shalva down here. Again, the shalva is the bracha that's in the Kli, that's the max of the bracha. Rebbeinu says, you can't do that. You're too high for that, Yaakov. Too high, you're too much above this world. What's the response? What do we tell Yaakov back again? So we all finish off the sentence by saying, "So Yaakov, you know, wants Shalva in this world." Hashem says, "No, it's not time for Shalva." So what are you going to get instead? You're going to get all the Saris. Remember, Rashi doesn't say that. Rashi doesn't say that. That's the next step. What is the next step? The next pasuk. Ela told us Yaakov Yosef says the Rebbeinu No, 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 no. That's why you have a Yosef. That's why you have a Yosef because you need told us to bring the Shalva into this world. All you can be, Yaakov, is the Shalom. You can be the Kli, but the Bracha that's going to come out to this world, the, the Malchus counterpart to your Yesoid, yes, you can provide organization, you can provide structure, you can be Masada, everything for everyone, but the Bracha that's going to come down into this world can't come through you because you're too high to bring the Bracha down to this world. It has to come through Yosef. Ela told us Yaakov Yosef. He is Shalom, he's not Shalom. Yaakov is Yaakov is Shalom and Yosef is the Shalva. Why can't Yosef be Shalom? Okay, they're doing it together. They're doing it together. Same the mirror. Yes, yes, yes. But what Yaakov is not is not Yaakov is not Shalva. What? So then what's past Shalva? No, nothing. Shalva is 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 the caboose. Shalva is is 
where we're macabre everything. Meaning they're both Sholem and the seventh is the Shalom? Yes. 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 That's the Shabbos. That's the yes, 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 That's yes. The okay, yes. So the Rebbe is telling Yaakov, you can't bring the bracha down here because you're Lamala Menateva, you're too high, you're too removed. It's going to have to go through Eil Tolis Yaakov Yosef. It has to go through from you to Yosef, it has to go through your Tolis. And Za'atkan, that's that's Tzfasem, is bringing this back into the sequence of the Psukim. And we do find this. Okay, let, let's just wrap this up quickly. It's time for Myra, but to, just to wrap the ideas up quickly and, and to take it into a little bit into Hanukkah, what? Yes. So, um, so again, so, so Yaakov is able to prepare Yosef to, uh, to continue his legacy, and that's his uh, Kayach, and, and, but his Kayach is only to prepare Yosef and for, to give something for, to Yosef to take further to bring down over here and to be macabre, um down here over here. Yaakov, when he's on his own, is a glimpse of potential. Yaakov, when he's on his own, is an idea of who he can be and where we can go. But Yaakov, on his own, does not bring that into this world. And that's the Aish of Yaakov versus the Lahava of Yosef. The Aish of Yaakov is what's the difference? We asked earlier. We started off with this other with the other question. The difference in the, between the um, Aish and the Lahava. Aish is, in, in basic Baba Kama terms, Aish is when something is just smoldering. And that's to say this, that's what Yaakov is. He is a, a potential to, to create a flame, to create a fire over here. He's a, a, a connection, a glimpse into a world that's beyond this world. Exactly like a smoldering coal, like a candle that was blown out, but is still the embers of a, of, of, of a wick, the embers of a candle that is still red, there's still the potential to create something, to make something go aflame. But on its own right now, there is no actual fire over there. But it's a connection, a conduit uh, to, to something beyond our current reality. This is the Aish of Yaakov. Again, in Baba Kama terms, it's already the minimum Aish is something that's smoldering. An ember is already an ash. Lahav is when I fan it and I extract from that, that, that connection to something beyond our existence. I, I fan it, I, I make it a flame, and that's Yosef. It, it, it comes out into this world. That's the connection between Yaakov and Yosef. And that's why, again, Menuchas, Shalom Veshalva, the Menucha that we're going to have in Eilam Haba comes from a Shalom and a Shalva, from a Yaakov and, Esav, a Yaakov and a Yosef partnering together. And Indeed, we say in the Nusuf Shemun Ezrei, Avram Yagel Yitzchak Yiranin Yaakov Uvanav Yanuchuvay Ni Yaakov Uvanav together to have the true Menucha. And Shabbos begins with having Menucha over here. And we're compressing a lot of things, and I'm sorry, Rabbi Say, we've lost some time over here with the recordings. But to compress one more idea over here, this is on Hanukkah, the idea of Yaakov is to see that we bridge the gap from Yaakov to us, from Yaakov to Yosef, through the toldus, toldus of Yaakov Yosef, that's how we bridge this gap of having uh, a kli that can't really be machzik brach over here because it doesn't exist over here, 
to a kli that exists over here, to being makabel bracha over here, that's going from Yaakov to Yosef. And on Hanukkah as well, we all have ner ishu beisoy. Ner ishu beisoy, and we have to all have this in mind that Hanukkah is about ner now, ner Lashon Chazal also is really just a kli. Ner always refers to the kli before you light it on fire, before you put the wick in, before you put the oil in. And on Hanukkah, ner ish ubeisoy, we have to realize that our job is, yes, of course, we're all um, here to be Makabal, the legacy of Yaakov, we're all here to be a Yaakov to our personal Yosefs as well. We're here to bring Kalim down to our Mishpacha. We're here to be organizing things, structuring things for our Mishpacha. We're here to give over to our Mishpacha, to have it ish ubeisoy for our bias to be Makabal, the, the nair that we're giving over to fan our spark into a flame, fan our spark into a flame, and that's the word of Ner Hanukkah also. That uh, it's it's something that's done, whether you do every kid lighting their omenar or not lighting their omenar, but it's done with a bias, Ner Ishu Beisoy. All these menorahs represent our personal bias, and it's our job on Hanukkah, again, to have that Ish Ubeisoy that we're giving over to our bias, we're giving over to our family, and, and we're bringing down uh, a spark for them to fan into a flame and okay there's a lot to a lot Rabbi Yisai to, 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 to dwell on over here and uh, we should have a wonderful wonderful Shabbos a wonderful Hanukkah to take the sparks and fan into flames together with our families